Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Socks on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude, Tony Marchese at Chai Socks MKZ, and we are here to review the double header yesterday. We both are old men, and we didn't do it last night because we crashed out after the game, but we're here to review that and talk about Dylan Seastay in this game one. We will move to game two after, obviously, but we got to talk about Dylan Seastay. Tony, how are you feeling? What is your level of excitement right now? Hey, man, first off, happy 4th of July. Um, oh, yeah. You know, yep. happy Independence Day, all that stuff. One of my favorite holidays to sit back, crack them all day. Hopefully the weather holds <laughs> up. Um, you know, there's nothing better than summer drinking, Buzz. Nothing better. Um, the games yesterday, what a, what a great day to be a White Sox fan. My level of excitement, I don't even know if you can quantify it right now. Dylan Cease... Just excellent raw stuff. And I'll see if you agree with me here. His stuff, man, is better than any pitcher that I've seen in the White Sox probably since Chris Sale. Um, I'm going to put him a, a tick above Michael Kopech as far as the actual stuff. The fastball, electric, lacks a little bit of command on that. You could tell that he was nervous. You could tell that he just did not have control over that fastball yesterday. Um, you know, he was hitting some guys. He was all over the zone. He was up. Um, and you didn't really see that, that pinpoint control that you'd like to see out of that. However, he did command that 12, six hammer. Absolutely phenomenally. He was using that as his go-to pitch. Um, and when you're, when your curves, your go-to, it's not always great, but if you can get at least one of your three pitches in the zone for a strike consistently, that helps you get through a game. Uh, he was able to do that, and it was really impressive to see because that thing is just absolutely nasty. And then that changeup, um, you know, I, I want to see him develop that more into an out pitch. Um, and I think that you know, there's a guy on this team right now who can really help him do that, and that's Lucas Giolito. And you know, you saw him talking to Giolito yesterday uh, extensively in the dugout. Just good stuff, Buzz, in my opinion. Great, great stuff to see from, from Dylan C's Level of excitement for him is, is through the roof. Yeah, he hit 100 miles an hour a couple times on his fastball. Once he gets control of that, watch out. His breaking ball, absolutely fire all day. I mean, he when he needed a strike, that's what he went to, just like you said. So I reiterate what you just said. He went to that. He had a little bit of a rough first inning there. He had toned two outs, I think, within 11 pitches. Mankata had gotten something in his eye, and then we went about 20 more pitches in that inning where it was a 31-pitch first inning for Dylan Cease, but he held his composure. You know, two runs scored that inning, but I believe he walked two in that inning, if I'm not mistaken, and he hit a batter. So um, other than that, I I got nothing bad to say about the kid. He kept his composure quite a few times. He got out of two bases loaded jams, I think, so I'm going to take that for – what it is and take that all day held his composure played a hell of a game and the most important thing about this is 
not just him pitching great and him having great stuff, is that the offense picked him up. Yep. I thought there was a little more a pep in that in that bat, and we've been seeing it all year. It's kind of like Giolito starts, you know. It's like these guys know that this pitcher's really coming out and going to give them that effort, give them that effort where it's on the offense to win the game. And it was really great to see, you know, uh, James McCann pick him up and get two RBIs in the, in that game. Um, I was very happy by that. You know, uh, Yomer Sanchez and Ryan Cordell in that game one of the doubleheader had hell of games you know it was a great thing to see that that first game of the doubleheader <laughs> it was real fun it was it real, was it real was fun game it was there was one misstep by ryan cordell though when he blew through a stop sign at third base yeah um, yeah you know in yeah. the early parts of that game but you know he did pick it back up and we'll talk a lot about ryan cordell as far as uh how much of a day he had yesterday now you you mentioned the offense the offense was alive you get a good start out of Dylan Cease. He goes five innings. Obviously, you'd like more in a doubleheader. But eventually, you go to Marshall, Bummer, Herrera, Colome. That's the bullpen A squad that we've been talking about. And you shut this game down. So a good win for game one. I, that's all I really have to say here. It was it was just a solid team effort, a great way to start a, a day at the ballpark. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Kelvin Herrera is going to move to the B team. Because he's just been bad yeah, after that yeah, back I injury. Agree with that. Yeah, he's going to move to the B team. But Evan Marshall came in, lowered his ERA, had uh, two innings pitched for Marshall with one strikeout. So I was glad to see him come in and do his thing. Aaron Bummer comes in and after an inning of work, strikes out two. And we only got Colome for one batter, correct? Mm-hmm. Or two, yeah, so or two batters, I think. But um, Colome came in, got records a save. And that's it. And I, I was happy by that. You know, I feel like this team really rallied around to the Dylan Cease day. Um, I just put it in the blog post we have up now on, on tabsportsnet.com. That attendance was uh, like 26,000, something like that. Um, and that's that's awesome because it was a one o'clock game. Yeah, on a weekday. On a weekday. That, you know, it's not that's not uh, often for the south side. I feel like Cease day was just about as big as Kopech day. And I do feel that. If that C start was at the seven, the seven o'clock start, that place would have been. I mean, it would have been packed even I mean, more than it the was. The seven o'clock start itself was absolutely packed. So right, yeah, it would have been. So, I, but yeah, game one. I, I really don't have any much else for game one besides that Cease came in. He has uh, got to control his fastball a little bit more because we don't want to like get over the top and let's just look at positives. But he looked great. Uh, the composure thing was the biggest thing for me after getting, you know, and McCann helping him along the way was, was really great as well. I guess McCann had told him, don't think, just do what I say and pitch. And, you know, I, I just think that was a awesome little side note storyline there. So yeah, game one, great game. Let's move on to game two. Yep. Game two. Uh, this was the nightcap um, of the split doubleheader. And uh, this one you saw um, our guy, who we had over here last Friday night uh, when we had the little watch party, Ross Detweiler. Um, yeah. And, you know, good old trusty Ross Detweiler gets into this one. And, you know, he, he did all right. It wasn't he started exactly off strong. He started off strong. It wasn't exactly the same Ross Detweiler we saw last week. But uh, six innings, eight hits, four runs, two of them earned. So, I mean, it wasn't all his fault. Only strikes out two. He didn't give up a long ball uh, and he walked one batter. But, um, 
if you're getting wins in Ross Detweiler games, Buzz, I don't think there's anything <laughs> that you can complain about. I can't even say this with a straight face, man. Ross Detweiler, our guy. Our guy. I I, uh, I special ordered a 54 Ross Detweiler jersey. No, you didn't. No, I didn't, but I'm thinking about it. Oh, but uh, <laughs> just because when I was at your house, I was saying he's the next ace on this on this staff. <laughs> I'm just I'm just joking, but no. Ross came in. He did his thing in the beginning. He started getting touched up there in the later innings, um, like in about the the fourth or the fifth, because he did go six. You know, um, he started getting touched up a little bit there. He let up eight hits in six innings, um, two earned runs. He only struck out two, and they, uh, he let up the lone homer for Detroit that game. But I mean, this is just it's just another uh, example here, man, is that, you know, he started off strong. So this White Sox offense, you know, had his back, you know, and they did what they could to keep moving forward. And, um, you know, we were down four to two, I believe. Right. Yeah. We were down four to two in the fifth inning. And then they pulled, uh, what's his name? They pulled that Weiler in the sixth. And then I'm telling you, this game is the Ryan Cordell game. Yeah, it has to be. Because Ryan Cordell, I mean, him and Makata. Yeah. You know, both combined for four home runs in the nightcap there. Well, in the first inning, you see Yohan Moncada just absolutely obliterate a ball. And oh, that's yeah. the way from you start the right the side. Yeah, from the right side. And he's been doing that yeah. a lot more often lately. Oh, yeah. This guy's just an absolute superstar. If if he's not a superstar, I don't know what the definition of superstar is. Because the way that he's played baseball this year is just so defiant of – or it. <sighs> Just the improvement from last year. We want to talk all about how Lucas Giolito went from being one of the worst pitchers in baseball into one of the best over the course of a season or an offseason. Look at what Yohan Moncada's done. I mean, this is a guy that we ragged on consistently all last year, and I don't think Lucas Giolito got the same kind of treatment that Yohan Moncada did as far as being a bust and everybody being on, you know, why why do we have this guy um, waiting to be done with him? Um, Yohan Moncada last year, man, People were ready to to cast him off. I don't know if you oh, remember absolutely. this. Well, they, and I, oh, I remember it wholeheartedly. People were ready to cast him off, Tony's, because he was a part of the Chris Sale trade, which you see a Hall of Fame pitcher move for this key number one prospect in baseball. Yeah, but now he's defining why the White Sox took him in that deal. 100%. Look at this. 305, Tone. 305, 355 OBP. He's slugging 542. Yeah, this just go look up. Just go look up his. Already. Just go look up his slash line in June. It's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And this is this is why this guy is going to be a cornerstone on this team. I don't want to go back and say you know like oh we don't need we didn't need Manny Machado because we have Yohan Moncada at third base. But I look at the way that have Machado. <laughs> yeah, I still want to have Machado. But look at the way that Yohan Moncada has not only done this offensively. Some of the plays that he was making at third base yesterday were highlight real plays. He knows how to handle that corner. He knows how to handle a bat from both sides of the plate. He can put one out of the park. He can hit for average, obviously, as we're seeing right now. He's got one of the best eyes in baseball. That's been proven time and time again. Even look at last year. Go look at some of his you know, pitch selection. Um, Yohan Moncada, man, this guy is the real deal. And it, if he continues on this trajectory and improves from where he's at right now, I mean, the guy's still young. He's still developing. If he can continue to do this, man, he's going to be one of the best baseball players in Chicago, hands down, um, over the next four or five years, man. This is this is exciting stuff. And not only that, you get a game out of a guy like Ryan Cordell, who hasn't exactly been um, a 
fan favorite, a star by any means. Um, you got to take these games where you get performances like this, and then you go and you you come back in this game and you actually take the lead and win. Uh, this was this was an exciting game in front of a healthy crowd again last night. And you know, if you're a Sox fan, yesterday was got to be one of the better days this season. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And the, the, just to touch on uh, Cordell again, because we said everything we needed to say about Mankata. He's he's been on absolute fire. I mean, over the last 28 days, tone for you on Mankata. We'll say we'll call 28 days a month. He's batting 393. So that's just, just absolutely wanna, ridiculous. Yeah, just want to throw that out there. But another fun fact, something else that's really cool about Ryan Cordell. So we'll we'll call these guys our saviors. Yesterday, these are the guys that really yeah. put the team on their back and helped win this game. Ryan Cordell over his last 27 plate appearances is slashing 417, 423, and 750. That's Ryan Cordell over in his last 27 plate appearances. So, I mean, maybe he's starting to turn it around a little bit, but he started off so, you know, rough and hard that his numbers, like his everyday numbers, obviously aren't reflecting that. But that's just something to note here. Cordell helped us in a plethora of ways yesterday. He was great in the field, like you said. His bat was there. The only mistake that he made was blowing through a stop sign because he thought he had it. And... Hey, I hate, don't hate the player, hate the game. You know, he, he was running, trying to make a play. I get it. But I didn't like it, but I get it. But he had a hell of a day yesterday, and I'm just I'm really happy for the kid because I really like – I do. I've liked Cordell. You know, I've picked him for my picks to click like t- 10 times. It never works out for me. One day I don't pick him. Look what he does. Well, I really hope that when, when Johnny gets back from his vacation, he knows how to go back and recount all of this this stuff for the the pick-to-click because I don't know about you, man. I've not really paid attention to it. So Oh, I have. I paid attention. Uh, okay, so at least we got somebody who's paying attention to yeah, who, attention. who everybody's picking. I don't know who won yesterday. I know that I went with Eloy in both games, and Eloy let me down. Um, <laughs> Eloy, man, the kid that only hits home runs, it's, it feels like lately. Um, but... It is what it is. He'll, know, he'll I, catch back on. I, I, who, back. who had a Brayu in game two? I had a Brayu in game Did two. You? I yeah, had, that's I had why McC- you knew. That's why you knew. I had McCann in game one, and McCann had a hell of a game one, and then I had a Brayu in game two. So I went two for yesterday. We'll let the official judge be this, the uh, the the. <laughs> I am the I am the official judge, and I went two for yesterday. Damn it! We'll we'll let the official judge when he gets back determine that. Oh, um, whatever. I'll give you a Brayu. There's no way, but you know, I think I think you, if anybody picked Cordell or Mancata in game two, uh, I think you can you can make arguments that you know you just called them the saviors that that would have hit on a pick to click. Oh yeah, I, th- I think I think multiple people hit on that pick to click when the team is rolling on all cylinders, man. I'll give them all points. You know, like dang, you know they did it, man. So you know, it- yeah, but. <laughs> just such a fun game to watch too it was yeah, just such no, a fun game to watch it's been fun it's been fun the roller coaster year like you like to call it man we got to come out with a t-shirt with a roller coaster with like a socks guy on it or something like that because that's what it's been all year and uh the fact that we're sitting tone at 41 and 42 a game after we were just four games under 500 last week right so we're back within a game of 500 we're playing Detroit here. We got Detroit tonight, or I'm sorry, well, this afternoon and tomorrow, correct? Or are we off Friday? We're off on Friday. We're off on Friday. Too so, much of that 4th of July week drinking for you there, Buzz. Yeah, right. So we're off on Friday, and then we go into the crosstown. We need this game. Yes, we do. We need yes, this we game. Do. Yes, we, we need do. to get to 500. We need this game to move into the crosstown against the Cubs, and the Cubs are reeling. Yeah, so, so let's 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 finish off a little bit on what happened yesterday uh, in the extra innings, and then we're going to talk about 
today's game and about the Cubs series that we've got coming up. So yesterday in game two, we ended up going into extra innings, and it seems like we got bullpen B-squad. And I just wanted to talk about this a little bit because there's some news in here, and that 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 news is that Carson Fulmer is no longer on the White Sox. He is back down in Charlotte. Um, Alex Colome comes in here and gives you a strong inning in a non-save situation, gets himself out of a jam. I know he gave up, gave up a hit there. Um, and then you get Carson Fulmer in, and I thought that this game was going to be absolutely over when Carson Fulmer came in and gives up a run. Uh, two hits, one run for him. Uh, it was He also walked a batter. He struck one out. ERA sitting at 6.32 after the game. Carson Fulmer instills no confidence in me when he comes out of a bullpen buzz. I don't know about you, but I'm happy that he got optioned after this game. Um, a lot of people thought it would have been Ruiz, and this this is why I want to touch on this. You get an inning out of Josh Osage. He's been fairly serviceable all year. Um, but then Jose Ruiz comes into this game in the 12th inning. And Buzz, if there's anything about Jose Ruiz that instills confidence in me, it's also nothing. So when he comes out and strikes out the side, just throwing absolute gas, that was so energizing for this team to go out there. And the only reason that he got the chance to do that is because of Yohan Moncada's second home run after Carson Fulmer gave up that one two innings prior. So without Yohan Moncada and without Jose Ruiz, who knows what happens in this game. But, man, if Jose Ruiz can look like that, he's the type of guy that I can see. I don't see it right now, but I can see in the future potentially moving from that B squad to maybe a B plus, A minus guy if you can use him for a batter or two. Now, I know the rules are going to change next year, and you're going to have to use these guys for three hitters. It's going to be interesting to see how Ricky manages this bullpen because I don't think guys like Jace Fry or Ruiz or um, really the type of guys that you want to leave out there for four or five hitters. Um, We'll see how that changes the game. But for right now, Jose Ruiz just commanded that fastball in that inning and made hitters look absolutely silly. And one of them was Castellanos, man. That's a Sox killer. I thought that that game was going to be in trouble when it was Ruiz. Oh, he had a Castellanos. hell of a game yesterday against us. Yeah, he did. And, and and Ruiz shut him down, made him look silly. Just great stuff out of the bullpen yesterday, man, from, from Jose Ruiz. Right. Yeah, he looked good, man. And it's, it sucks about Carson Fulmer. You know, I wanted him to be good. Like I've, I've told you a million times, I just I don't want Carson Fulmer to be a bust. And... With him going back down, unless an injury happens, I don't see him coming back anytime soon. Um, he's just struggled far too much. He struggled far too much. But, you know, I, everything that happened yesterday, everything fell into place. Picking up this victory is just huge, and I, that's all I got for this game, man. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that Cordell and Mankata played heroes, and then Abreu comes in clutch and says that he doesn't want to go anywhere. He wants to stay. He hits that home run, and... You know, it was just a great night on the south side. That's that's all it was. It was a great night on the south side. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about what's going to happen today on the fourth. Um, good holiday game. We've got Reynaldo Lopez, 4-7 and seven with a 6.12 ERA against Matthew Boyd. He comes in at 5-6 and six with a 3.72. Um, Boyd has commanded his pitches very well this year. Um, he struck out 129 batters so far. Um He's dangerous. He's a guy that can that can mow down the White Sox lineup if he's on. Uh, we'll see what happens. But, Buzz, uh, let's hop into our picks to click here. Our picks to click. Oh, man. Okay, okay. Um, 
Tomorrow, or tomorrow, I'm sorry. Today, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Yolmir. I'm going to go Yolmir today. I want to pick someone new. I'm going to go Yolmir Sanchez today. There you go. Um, I'm going to take... Uh, are the lineups even out yet? No. No, they're not. That's, like, that, that's why I was struggling. Yeah, that's I why I, 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 haven't, uh, I haven't seen a lineup yet, but... Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll go Lurie Garcia. And uh, then hypothetically say Yolmir or Lurie aren't in this game and we see it on Twitter, we'll just tweet out what our picks to click, picks to click are. That sounds yeah, fair. So. Rather than trying to, you know, I'm getting through the brain fog in the morning here. Right. Um, rather than trying to find somebody else, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll just tweet them out. Um, and I'm sure the rest of the Sox on Tap crew will be tweeting out their picks to click for today as well. Um, Buzz, what, do you, what are your expectations for today? Oh, it's the same thing I say every time. And uh, it, Ronaldo Lopez needs to be decent I'm not asking him to come out here and look like dylan cease or lucas giolito all right i'm just asking him to be decent be decent today this detroit lineup even though detroit is not very good sitting at 27 and 54 they do have a dangerous lineup you know they are going to be sellers i believe at the trade deadline like matthew boyd this might be the last time we see him which would be nice because his name is popping up in trade rumors left and right so we just need ronaldo lopez to be decent here we need him to go into this game and we need him to pitch at least six to seven innings because we you know, had that doubleheader yesterday. A lot of our bullpen pitched yesterday. We need him to be decent. That is the key to the game. The bats, I think, are going to come regardless. We need Ronaldo to be decent. That's all I got for him. Yep, it's the same thing that I was going to say. Is let, Don't let the offense die down right now let's continue to swing the bats it's going to be nice and warm at the ballpark again today um you saw the Sox offense put up a bunch of runs in both of those games just continue that on keep swinging a hot bat um if the bats do start cooling off you're gonna have to find yourself a way back into a ball game um but i think this is going to re- rely on reynaldo lopez to not give up a ton of runs um i know that's easier said than done and that's easier spoken to just say hey don't give up any runs but reynaldo's got himself into a lot of trouble um over the past few times that he's taken the mound if he can just remain consistent like i've i've said this over and over again keep it under three um and the socks will do the rest the, the bats will do the rest um i want to see reynaldo lopez come out and actually have another one of those games where he's missing bats striking out a ton of batters means that reynaldo lopez is on if he can get through this tigers lineup they're not that great man they're not the best lineup this is i think a great game for reynaldo lopez to get out there and you know just use his pitches effectively and have some some yeah regain some confidence i think that's exactly what he needs to do and Hey, let's sweep the Tigers, man. It, yeah, let's do it. 500, back right at it. A uh, little bit of a threat of rain today, though. I'm going to get into the weather report just a little bit. A um, little bit of a threat of rain this afternoon, but overall should be a nice day, partly cloudy. And, uh, yeah, some, some chances of thunderstorms at some point during the afternoon. Um, hopefully it doesn't get rained out. We've already lost one game uh, in this series to the rain. So uh, other than that, Buzz, we got the Cubs this weekend. Yeah, well... <laughs> Oh boy, yeah, that'll be a that should be a game series preview. Maybe we do after tonight's game or or something like that, or even Friday just to review it for the weekend. But they're reeling, man. Like I was saying before, they're reeling right now. I don't know what's going on there on the north side. I try not to pay too much of attention to them, um, but they're reeling right now, and the Sox are seeming to find their footing. So all I can do is hope and pray. At the White Sox, you know, win today, get this sweep here, sweep Detroit up, have the Cubs come into into our home, and uh, 
have us take care of business again against them. The storylines are being built as we speak. And uh, if I look out at the early probables, it looks like we will see Giolito against the Cubs on Saturday. So we'll we'll talk more in depth about that next time. Buzz, I think that's all we've got today for Sox on Tap. What a great day for White Sox fans yesterday. Um, I had a good time. I know you did as well. Enjoy your 4th of July. Let's crack some. Let's uh, let's have a good one. Anything else you got for uh, Sox on Tap? Be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. That's all I got. Let's go Sox.